You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is James Shramko. He's a well-respected business coach and an expert when it comes to leveraging paid online membership communities to increase your revenue, all the while working less and making more, which brings me to the fact that he's the author of a new book called Work Less, Make More. You can get that on Amazon. And he's also the host of the Superfast Business Podcast. Welcome to the show, James. Hey, it's uh, great to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You guys probably recognize, if you don't recognize James yet, you probably, you may have heard of him. But you probably recognize his accent. You know, he's seven, seven o'clock in the morning, Sydney, Australia time, and I'm towards the end of my day. So I really appreciate you being here. This is a topic that we've never talked about on Growth Experts. And today we're going to talk about, for everybody, just to give you a little bit of a taste here, we're going to talk about how to leverage a membership community to grow your business, to grow, increase your revenue. Because I think the days of one-off products and product launches, I mean, while it still works, I think there's some distinct advantages that I'm even looking into myself for my own business. And so selfishly, I'm excited. And I hope you as the listeners are as well to learn from James a little bit more about how to do this. So before we dive into that, can you give the audience a one minute intro into kind of your quick story and then we'll dive right in? Sure. Basically, I went from uh, school to some accounting studies to debt collection to uh, the technology industry, to sales. I started in BMW and then switched to Mercedes-Benz, worked my way through to sales management and general sales management and then general management. And then 10 and a half years ago, I quit that for my own online business where I was a super affiliate selling someone's software. And then I built my own membership of people who wanted to know how to succeed online. And I started an SEO business and a website development business, and I sold both of those. And to this day, I continue with the online coaching. So you have the Super Fast Business Podcast, and you also have a membership community that I'll I'll be honest, guys, I recently joined that community because, you know, I've been listening to James's podcast and I've joined that community. Like I said, I'm doing, you know, kind of a deep dive on this whole membership business model and, and James is the guy to go to. So I thought, hey, why not have them on the show? So here we are today, and we're going to talk about that. Before we dive into that, can you give us a sense? I mean, you've been doing this for a decade now, this whole online thing. You started out an affiliate, and now you've got these membership communities and you do coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about your business, whether it be you know number of employees or size or growth or revenue or something to give us a sense of the size and scale of your business? Sure. It's changed a lot over the years, but the memberships have been very consistent I end up with around about 500 members in Superfast Business. And in my other membership, Silver Circle, there's around 33 members. And they're the products that people can see from the outside. There are, there are other things, but they're the mainstays. 
My own business has around five employees. They're all located in the Philippines. And in terms of revenue, we have a seven-figure revenue and a seven-figure profit. And uh, it's a very simple business. It's really just a couple of products, small team, and uh, it's dealing with the same people for the long haul and helping them with their solutions over time. So it's it's been a a great business model for me as someone who has been uh, more of a generalist than a specialist. And I like having good communications with my clients and I really like seeing them get results. And I'm good at cross-pollinating top ideas and bringing people together to share information. Yeah, that's amazing. A seven-figure business with a seven-figure profit. So we're not talking, you know, it's not like you're just doing a million in revenue, but I'm sure that it's, it seems like it's a high margin business with the, with the membership site, because it's obviously recurring. You pay for that customer once to acquire them and you get paid over and over again. Speaking of that, here's a question for you. What would be the number one strategy that you use today to get new members to your super fast business membership site? I mean, how, what drives most of those new clients, new customers? For me, it's content marketing. I've been doing podcasts for a long time now and also short video. So I would take advantage of social media and publishing helpful content across multiple channels. At the same time, building an email database because a lot of the heavy lifting is still done through emails. So if you combine it all, then you end up with a very powerful machine. And of course, paid advertising is optional for me, but it's how a lot of people get started. And if you want to do that, it can actually accelerate your results. But you know, it's great to have a high margin business, but ultimately at the end of the year, it's how much profit you have in your bank account that matters. I mean, some people have very unleveraged businesses. So if you think of an e-commerce business, you might need to generate $10 million in revenue to end up with a million or two in profit. Whereas a, a smaller coaching style business or a membership business, if you generate $2 million, you might actually end up keeping one and a half of it. So it's a high leverage business. Now, the sorts of things we're talking about also work really well for service businesses. That if you think about the concept of switching people from one time to retainer products, you can have a really strong recurring retainer income each month. That's one of the ways that I got started to get out of my job was setting up a service business. Yeah. So it's almost like the SaaS model, but with a service. So it's not a software, it's more of a, a service base where you have a recurring revenue stream. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Well, SaaS uh, literally stands for software as a service. So it's this concept of providing an ongoing service for a monthly fee. And it comes in different variations. So you've got the service retainer, where you're essentially doing something for somebody, which is a little bit human labor intensive. So at, at the peak, my business actually had 65 employees when we had an SEO agency and a website development firm. So that was as big as we got. And we generated the most revenue at that time. And we were somewhere in the region of heading towards $3 million a year. Once we trimmed that, we sold off that business and I got a great payday and we ended up just streamlining. We have a very small business now, but you can also do software as a service and you can bundle together information into a community and have a a paid membership, which is becoming more of a concept now because I think people realize that there's a lot to do with being able to get the attention of a client and to have a, a lifetime value that's higher than selling one-time products, it allows you to invest more in the client's results and they can stick around. So it works well for them 
and it works well for you. Plus, you've got very predictable income. So now you can cover your costs and you can build a team instead of trying to uh, feed yourself from month to month. Yeah. So you're obviously an expert in and around this whole membership business model and you started to dive into it. And, you know, so could you unpack that for us a little bit? I mean, first, could you describe, you know, I think you talked about it a little bit, but talk a little bit maybe about your super fast business and use that as a kind of a template for how you designed your membership site and some of the key components to it. And then we can kind of go from there. Well, everything comes down to serving your audience and you have to realize what challenges people are having, and then you have to figure out how you can solve it. So being able to get results for people is the driver. My original membership was actually called Superfast Results. So I was so results focused, it was in the name of it. And there's a bit of a long story as to why it changed, but it all centers around getting a result. So you put into the membership the elements that will help a customer. So for Superfast Business, what helps my customers is Certainly, there's some ongoing training. I put training in there each month, and I've been doing that for some time. I also help people by answering their questions, and they also help each other. So there's a community peer-to-peer aspect of it, and some people have probably experienced elements of that if they belong to various Facebook groups. But there's a lot of downsides with Facebook groups, one being that it's fairly disorganized and uh, and highly engaged. So it moves quickly and it can get paralyzingly busy. And then there are other aspects too, like people can target your audience if you're on Facebook. So there's a few downsides. In my community, it's hosted in a private site. It's got its own app, which makes it very easy to use. And people can ask me questions personally. So I actually offer personal coaching where it's just me and just them and no one else can see that. So it's very private. And it's extremely customized to the customer. It's their problem and their challenge with my experience helping them. And I think that's the single most powerful feature of what I bring to the table. And then, of course, the other members are are likewise very well qualified and highly committed to the membership. So they can be quite useful. I learn a lot of the things I learn from my own customers these days, which is great. So I've got one place to go to get help and to to learn from. And uh, then we get updated with these ongoing trainings. So there's basically- Essentially how it works. There's basically three buckets that the, the how you deliver value to that membership. One is in monthly training. So you do like different topics where you'll maybe do a webinar or some sort of an online training. That's one of the buckets. The other one is the fact that you'll actually coach them online. I think you do it via like a message thread or email or something. You You do, they'll ask questions and you'll answer the questions, right? Well, sometimes they don't know what to ask, so I actually help them sort things out so that they could be not sure what to do or, or even what to ask. So we, we can start from ground zero if we need to. Other people who are very motivated and know exactly what they need to do use it as a sounding board or an accountability. So however that works, it, it's quite different for some people. But yes, and then there's the, the peer-to-peer aspect where people can help each other. And of course, one significant element is we have a, a local meetups. So people in major regional areas can meet up with each other in person. And that usually happens in the bigger cities. It's monthly. And uh, then we have an annual get together, a live event. A lot of people come to that live event and that's really a special moment. So you've got a, you've got a wide variety of things. You've got the, you've got the face-to-face, you've got the online community, you've got coaching. So 
it's a wide range of different value propositions and different ways they can consume the content and get help. So yeah, so that's great. So I think people are getting a little bit of a picture of how it works for you. And so what would you suggest on how somebody who's interested in maybe taking a course or maybe taking their consulting business, their coaching business and converting it into some sort of a membership site? What would you suggest? How, what would be some of the steps they might take in order to start moving in the right direction? I'd have a look at the market and see what's already there and what, what are people consuming. Certainly in my market, there's, there were membership options available to people and I was a member of several memberships and I could see what was being offered and what was not being offered and, and where I think they could be improved. It's nice to find a new angle or something different that is not being offered or if, if you can approach the market in a better way. So to do that, you really need to understand what's already there. And especially what do people already spend money on? Because if you can move into that space, then there is already a solution. And then it's important to connect it to the result that that customer is wanting. So you really have to understand the audience. And for me, it was solving my own problems. And it turned out there were lots of other people who had the same challenges. So I was able to share what I'd learned with them and uh, create a membership solution. So a starting point, while you're doing that, I would recommend putting up a waiting list which is just a simple opt-in and, and some basic sales copy explaining that something's coming and people could pre-register to find out details when it's closer. And you might want to test the interest that way. If you can't get anyone to sign up for that, then you're not communicating well enough to motivate people. So you want to see if you can come up with a compelling waiting list because that's the marketing that will seed your membership. And you generally will need a certain amount of volume to make it worthwhile. And we'll say it can be hard to sell a membership directly. You need to have a warm audience. It's uh, in my case, the podcast and uh, relentless publishing of content has been warming up people uh, ready to purchase a membership directly. Sometimes it's easy to sell from the back of another product or service. And the most successful way that I've sold bulk memberships is from the back of live events. A high ticket, in-person, intimate event over a few days will generate me dozens and dozens of membership sales because people are getting to know that, that they're interested in, in further solutions, that ongoing support is helpful. So these are some of the considerations. So what would be, I mean, I know there's a lot of different ways that you market and get members. A lot of it's content driven. You have a variety of different channels. But let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges. What are, what are maybe some of the biggest challenges around having a membership site. The obvious one, which you know, I think a lot of people that have looked at this have, have considered or are concerned about is churn, right? Membership churn, customer churn. Could you talk about maybe some of the challenges behind this model and you know, maybe just expand on that a little bit with us? Yeah, churn is absolutely the enemy. It, there's a lot of resources on this for software as a service companies because that's their killer. You need to keep the members. If you can't keep the members, you've essentially got a one-time product that's disguised as a membership. So in terms of percentages, if you have more than 10% of your customers leaving every month, it'll be almost impossible to fill the bucket. If you get 5%, you're now on track to have a reasonable business. If you can get to 1% or 2%, you have a fantastic business. And what this means is you can focus more on your customers than getting customers. If you look out there in the marketing space, there is an obsession with getting new customers. That is like 99.98% of the conversation. 
how to get new customers, you know, Facebook ads, funnels, all of these discussions, chatbots, webinars, <laughs> they're all revolving around converting new customers because they have a leaky bucket or a one-time product. So absolutely, the number one focus is on retention, is keeping that customer and making sure you serve them well. That If you can't do that, you won't have a successful membership. Absolutely the biggest challenge. Yeah, I agree. You, you, you know, you brought up a really good point. There's tons of, you know, there's always the flavor of the month on the new strategy for advertising or marketing or content or channels or whatever. There's always the hacks out there, right? But you don't hear a lot about the retention piece, especially in the online, except with the SaaS products, right? And being that that's, those are typically a product, it's a little different than a membership. I think one of the, I think one of the challenges with a membership that I've experienced personally, just in having been part of different membership communities over the years is consuming it, right? Is using it, right? Because you, if all of a sudden you, you know, you sign up in the first month, you use it and the second month, maybe use it a little bit. And then after that, you realize it's been a month or two since you've used it. And we're like, well, you know, maybe I'll save that hundred or 200 or 300 bucks and cancel. How do you go about, what are a couple of things that you do to kind of get, prevent that or to try to, you know, counteract that phenomenon? It starts before someone joins. If you're very clear on communicating to your target audience exactly what problems you solve, hopefully you're attracting the right people. So I don't use a lot of tactics and pressure that people use to sign up customers in the first place. If you're doing things like $1 trials, et cetera, you're probably attracting people because it's a deal and not because they want the solution. It's like giving away an iPad in a competition for your florist service. They want the iPad, they don't want flowers. So uh, you've got to think about aligning your message. So I work really hard on filtering out a bad fit customer from joining my membership. For example, I like to deal with people who already have something they're selling, a product or service they're selling. They're my ideal customer rather than someone who's just starting out because the person starting out is less likely to stick around because they've got so many obstacles to succeeding and you know, getting the right business model and and having the mental mindset to be successful online, it might elude them. You know, it's just one of their challenges. But if someone's already figured some of that out and they've got something, I can do a lot with them. So right fit customers would be the starting point. Making sure people use uh, what they've paid for. So I have things like a slipping away sequence. If someone stops engaging with what they've purchased, I will actually follow them up and ask them to come back and to to get going. Uh, when people join, I send customized onboarding materials that are unique to their challenge. It's usually one out of the four potential challenges they have. I'll send the material relating to that, which they've nominated on the way in. I also send weekly news updates. So it's counterintuitive, this one. A lot of memberships have this philosophy of, I hope they join and then forget about their credit card statement and don't notice it for a long time. And that's you know quite unfortunate. I'd rather send them an email every week reminding them of the value and what's in there and uh, giving them new information that's useful to them in getting them results. And that gets a very high open rate and response. So we send that out and that's effective. There are other things you can do. You can actually help people have a longer subscription. If you have people paying you annually, of course, you get 12 months of retention straight up. You do need a good offer to ask for that. And it also helps the customer sometimes because they're a little more committed to themselves and it's not as easy for them to just 
jump out of that membership at any time. That's the problem with a monthly membership. Someone has a bad month or they feel off, they might be tempted to quit. You can also help people out by over time increasing your rates so that you lock in and protect the original members on a preferential rate compared to the market. So that's what I call a loyalty lock-in. And that's a very useful technique to show the value and the love for the people who took an early position. It's always good to have new stuff coming. I mean, I release a new training each month that is quite groundbreaking and highly valued. I mean, for example, one of the trainings was how to improve your attention and reduce churn. And anyone with a membership would have got a year's worth of value from that. It's one of the most popular trainings that I did, but it's a good example. And uh, it was just a few sort of starting points. Yeah, no, that's great. Those were some really great ideas. And I think that makes a ton of sense. You know, I've listened to your super fast business podcast, and I know you've talked about some of this through some of the different episodes. So I'm a little bit familiar with it, but I think the audience, if you're if you're serious or even curious about this whole membership model, you definitely want to take a close look at churn and maybe think about some of those ideas that that James had just suggested. So let's pivot really quick. The next question is, it's a question I ask periodically, and I think it would be interesting with you because your business has morphed over time, just like a lot of entrepreneurs. If you could start all over, if you could go back to your beginning of this whole online journey, right? And you could start all over, what would be one thing that you would do different to get further faster? If you had to pick one thing, I know that's tough for a guy like you, (laughs) but if you had to pick one thing, what would that be? It is a difficult question because everything that I did had to happen for me to have what I have now. And I'm very happy with what I have now. I I feel like I've built my holy grail or my nirvana. So I wouldn't want to mess that up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the one thing that I I always think to what am I doing now? Because what I do right now is the best of what I know. And the thing that I'm doing right now is I'm putting together more revenue share deals, which is sort of a business model beyond memberships for me. And I also would take better notes. I've got a lot of notes over the last 10 or 20 years. I've got a fantastic resource, a rich tapestry of information that I've gleaned from dealing with my own customers, actually. I mean, for example, in Silver Circle, my average client there is making around $3 million a year. So I get great notes when I'm talking to them and seeing what they're doing in their business. So I've worked a lot more on taking better notes in the last uh, few months, and I'm compiling everything that I've collected into a super usable database for myself, which will form the basis of books. And the books will form the basis of a deal flow that will help me propel uh, more revenue share deals, which is where I take a small stake in someone's business to help them grow the business. Uh, That's the short explanation of that model. Yeah. I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. So two questions as we wrap up, let's do them rapid fire if we could. You know, if you had to pick an online tool or software that you're using that helps you grow your business and you had to pick one, what would it be? Probably Google. I'm using a a Google spreadsheet for my note taking. It forms the basis for the email system is very good. I still use email and quite effectively. And my team used the the docs as our uh, standard operating procedure hub. So it's a pretty effective tool for the low fee they charge per month. Perfect. 
And if you had to recommend one book other than your own, of course, because I'm, we're going to let everybody know how they can get a copy of that at the end of the interview here. But if you had to offer or recommend one book, what would it be? Well, I'd, I'd always want to customize that recommendation. I mean, I, I literally have 3,000 books on my bookshelf here. So I'll go through this when I'm picking one for my kid to read. You know, we figure out what kind of book he wants to read and what he wants to learn. So have you got any refining parameters? How about when it comes to growing your business, focused on growing your business? Then I would probably recommend something like The Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. Perfect. I've never read that. So I'll put that on my list. And hey, listen, James, I really appreciate it. Uh, you coming in here and sharing all your knowledge about the membership business model and all the success you've had. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about your offerings, and then we'll close it up for today. Uh, well, James Shramko, uh, I'm, I'm there at superfastbusiness.com. You can tune into the podcast and uh, there's all sorts of goodies on that site. So perfect. Yeah, I'll make sure that those links are all in the show notes. And uh, listen, really appreciate you being here. I look forward to you know engaging with you more in the super fast business community. And hey, listen, by the way, guys, get a copy of James's book, Work Less, Make More. I actually downloaded the Audible version and listened to that in my drive time. It was very short, but excellent. I liked it so much, I actually purchased the hard copy. And now I'm going through it and kind of making some notes and some of the things that I have going on right now as I kind of evaluate this whole membership model. So hope you guys enjoyed this. Have an awesome day and we'll see you next week. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.